Will the government ever support Kenyan creatives? Am I just vibes? Who has access to resources in the creative industry and why? Where does our creativity go when it's suppressed by the culture? Have you ever looked at pictures of apartments and wondered, a Kenyan architect's okay? What's the fate of fashion designers, tailors, and textile workers in an industry that systemically exploits and undermines them? Mabibi, mababes, mabwana, mababu katika mawingu. Welcome to In Conversation With, the Creative Watchdog Kenya podcast where we talk to creative practitioners about industry-wide and sector-specific vibes, issues, and freedom dreams. As we map our way towards reforming what can be saved, replacing what doesn't work, and refocusing efforts towards locals, we're talking to Nanjira Sambuli today. Nanjira is a Kenyan researcher, writer, policy analyst, advocacy strategist, and all-round wonderful person. Welcome. Traffic offenses, folks who like, you know, with their V8s or the pro boxes, because there's no difference, mm-hmm. uh, sort of use the road the way they do. And you arrest that person, say it's in the morning, because that's a classic time, right? Yeah. And the, and the punishment for them is not to go pay a bill. That's not an issue we've seen. But mm-hmm. it's to sit there for the three hours that they were running somewhere yeah. and think and report back what their thoughts have been. Is it about the action? Mm. It's a very, I, I usually think that would be a very interesting thing to have afforded someone something they don't use anymore. Time yeah. to freaking And that's, that's where, that's one best, that's one place you see, I mean, from the buildings that will not use natural light, but hey, Dubai style, mm-hmm, to those kinds of traffic offenses and the fact that the way we think of punishment or um, justice to things is tied to things people have figured out how to, um, you know, rig. So that yeah. we don't end up with a virtuous circle that is actually helping people use their entire capacities. Mm-hmm. Now, I think 2020 is showing everyone in the world that there's no way we can argue that all these mechanisms, all these business uh, privatized versions of everything, have made mm-hmm. the world a better place, right? Because yeah. no one had this, and no one was ready for this pandemic, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's forced a lot of people to sit and think. So it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> how oh. thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How thinking has worked. It's been interesting to hear from people like they've picked up skills that left behind such a long time ago. Somebody has a piano that's been rotting or Mm. art that they used to draw and using that as a way. So using creativity as this extracurricular activity. But I wonder what it's unlocking for people and especially entire adults Mm. who had probably been told, use this is just something you do as extracurricular. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily is not shown that if you're going to be a doctor, you know, the, the triad of doctor, lawyer, whatever, mm. maybe architect for a short period of time got some glory there. Mm. Um, those are not the things you were expected to bring your entire faculties to. And now, yeah, we're basically you have a bunch of us as walking robots, uh, and in a sense, also, you see that people punish others for enjoying their art, so you can see that. Mm. You, it can get there because there's a callousness to your own appreciation or skills mm-hmm. that then becomes callous to the market of people who are right now saying we do payment by exposure is not a payment. It's not okay, yeah. Let's go here. Actually or like, can, yeah. I was talking to um, my sister about it because for uh, some reason she was like, yeah, but you know, um, when in the education system, like when... I was in class four is when art and crafts was removed from the Kenyan syllabus. Um, and then she was asking like, so how did you keep up with like your talent and skill or whatever? And I was reflecting on how like compositions and interests were like the only space that I could 
exercise, you know, a bit of creative thinking. I couldn't get too like crazy because you already told you have to put in this number of like methalis, mm-hmm. this like what? That's so it. Already, your thinking is already shaped in that way. The only way I got through that is like through music fest, drama fest, writing mm-hmm. plays and stuff, writing like diaries or whatever. Um, and then when I got to high school, we had like a secret built where we would write our own romance novels. Like the entire purpose <laughs> of like any kind of art form that we perform. Because even in primary school, like we would draw and like design jewelry and stuff. But it was mm-hmm. always like these five girls and like we would, you know, send the things to each other at like the desk in class. So mm-hmm. already we're being told like what you're doing is a waste of time. It's illegal. Like, you know, be ashamed of it. Exactly. It becomes really difficult then when you're being asked, oh, so what do you want to do with your life? You can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be an artist because you've already been told from childhood. Like, yeah. unless so you can you get mm. good things, child. Yeah, and then <laughs> if you draw something and then they're like, oh, it's devil worship, it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, I remember that. Oh, child, that was, that was a huge one. Yeah. That was a huge one, devil worship. No, it's, it's a systemic issue. So much, and I, even the another another layer to it. So those of us who have those stories of how we maybe sort of survived and cultivated through the eight four four system, mm. when we come out to the real world of adulting or the scam that is adulting, really, yeah. uh, and you know, different people it's worked out differently. There are those who've been able to actually continue with that or make their career trajectories about that. Mm. I think there's a tension that's also existent where. When we see other people, younger people coming and are able to exert themselves much faster than we probably did, mm. there's a kingwashe there, if you call it that, mm. that's coming at yeah. people and they, they don't realize that that's what's happening. It's also a, it's a cry from deep down for the, the part of you that probably died in the process or never got to exist fully. Um, yeah. And when you see it manifested in somebody else, maybe the instinct is like, I'll show them if I didn't get it. They, they can't get it that easy. Mm-hmm. Rather than seeing it for the success of the cumulative effect of holding that door in that space. Mm-hmm. And I see that then in how industry or industries are starting to shape up. You have to have these people who are necessary gatekeepers. And mm-hmm. the classic story in any, and especially I find it's a very particular Kenyan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find people already ahead of you, they must tell you the story of their hardship. That you're mm-hmm. supposed to relate. And you must somehow go through that same fire Mm-hmm. much in the same way or perhaps even more dramatically depending on whether it's giving them some sort of catharsis yeah that is then keeps us in this loop where we're not seeing we start losing sight of the bigger picture yeah. and this transcends even from just the creative industries to even the banking or any other industries mm-hmm. you have these unhealthy work cultures or these unhealthy spaces of growing and nurturing because we have so many people have been hurt and they feel like everyone must go through what I went through. It's a way of getting our vengeance or <laughs> dealing with our trauma and you're passing it yeah. on to others and not seeing the success that, yeah, sorry, it went, it happened to you, but you should celebrate that it's become easier for another woman to do it easier or a younger artist to get there faster. Mm-hmm. We don't always have to have the same arc. And I think that's where we are currently with the conversations around why we find ourselves in this cycle. And the question is how we start to see that it's a cycle that we actually need to break. Yeah. Because we can't have another generation of creatives five years from now saying it's the same thing that's happening mm-hmm. to them, whether they're in filming, whether they're in uh, music or anything else. When yeah. can, and if we need to sit on this moment and just have a 
great kumbaya or whatever mm-hmm. that will help people deal with that colorlessness because colorlessness is the enemy of art whether it was a system as 844 or you and how life has brought hardships that mm-hmm. make you feel like you must you know cover that space and punish everybody else for it that yeah. colorlessness is what does need to be addressed and seen for its entirety and the many forms it takes mm-hmm. so we can actually start doing what we know we're capable of doing we've mapped it we have the gdp numbers we have economy all the things that should get everybody excited but yeah. still the actual work of doing the stuff comes to this untidy work that we've not given time to i think yeah and i think it's this narrative especially tied with creators and i, I was talking to kaguro on twitter about it this week um this idea that like your suffering makes your work more authentic mm-hmm. or that you can't mm-hmm. be you can't make authentic work without suffering and how right. people capitalize on that trauma like people outside of you capitalize on that trauma and they're like hey you see like this person is making this kind of work and it's like romanticized and like you know she made it when she was colorblind and didn't know the difference between right. pink and brown like one of her fingers was like chopped off like she still managed to I'm like it's it's not a must because even me my suffering mm. I'm like I recognize that it's suffering and it was unnecessary suffering right mm. so I don't want to pass that on to other people mm-hmm. like more often than not when I'm having like intergenerational conversations when in my own career there's always been a like that gosh like there's always mm. been uh do you know how much we have done for you yeah. like do you recognize yeah. that you're here because we, and I'm like yes but like what form of recognition are you looking you for for you yeah. to show so that we do can, I need like, to take the same burden bear it and add my and, own and then pass mm-hmm. it on is that what we are saying because after that you come out clearly and say yep if I've suffered mm-hmm. everyone must suffer but you're doing it from a point of consciousness because a lot of this is unconscious yeah. infliction of harms and traumas. I really liked what Kiguro said because he called it what it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just trauma and let's stop let's stop romanticizing that there's this notion that we must go through trauma. And it's a very specific mm-hmm. language you find for artistic or other processes and especially on black bodies, right? Yeah. It, we are our whole MO is we must have a rags to riches story, we must have this mm-hmm. pain to gain story, this pendulum swing that yeah. takes us through and it's 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 creating it's it's actually harmful. It, yeah. it is actually harmful and it's something that has to be held in the space for these conversations even as people are crafting agendas or or how we'll make an industry of this or whatever but that's yeah. i really appreciated kiguro saying that and i hope that it resonated and maybe maybe that's the kind of ngwashi people need people need ngwashi, yeah. the real ngwashi yeah cuz <laughs> the, the thing is like with our work and reaching out and like offering for therapy and stuff we've sort of realized that people want to cling to mm. like their yeah. and they're kind of like committed to it because they're either scared that like without it they'll not be able to make work which is already like an interesting thing to just craft mm. tell yourself that like without my suffering I wouldn't have been the artist I am the creative that I am I wouldn't have like found ways you know to speak the way I speak which mm-hmm. I don't as me I'm like I feel like everyone is an artist and then that creativity is channeled that like more utilitarian models like now you know doctors are artists right like it takes mm-hmm. a lot of creativity um, oh, yeah. especially like with your hands to be a doctor lawyers are artists even though nobody likes lawyers 
<laughs> their particular like art is of the dark variety. <laughs> exactly, the dark art. That's where lawyers are. Um, that's where they shine. At like each profession, I think this is particularly interesting when you look at because as you're saying, like our imagination has been stuck in a particular piece for a really long time. Mm. You look at each profession, like there's some creativity that you're supposed to bring into it. But our schooling system, like, told us, you know, creativity is useless. Just the answer is not, don't argue for B or C or D. Just, this is the don't answer, question this why is how you get to it. Right. Yeah. And don't even, like, think deeply about it. Just, if you come, you can pass the exams and then now you know how to follow instructions. Um, and you think, I oh, okay, about fine. that space Folks, when I see windows right the corridor <laughs> and you're just like okay so did we think yeah think yeah the thinking thing if we sit with it is uh even the, if even if you think about the, the people running this country the only creativity we've seen is in stealing our resources absolutely <laughs> which is That's, actually for me i mean I, i've always said like with i'm not saying kenya's corruption is exceptional but it is instructive in the you can tell when you read about it or you hear about it, the faculties that have been activated mm. to get those machineries going and even sustained as industries is creativity misused. Yeah. Because now we're sitting on layers of building a society or communities in all the wrong ways. And it's a big classic case study on how not to do it. Yeah. So that what, what we're supposed to have working is working, but it's working on the wrong side. It's working on how to steal. It's yeah. working on the fact that we knew when this virus came, we knew the template, we knew. Mm. And it's amazing to see how much it's no longer enough to say we've been here, we saw it. We started asking funders, why are you giving them money? money. Yeah. Why? We know what's going to happen. We're tired of it. Mm. We're sitting now at a crossroads that's going to be so fascinating in terms of how we deal with it. Yeah. That what you said about every if everybody in whatever sector they're in was... Mm allowed space or allowed themselves space to see and appreciate the creativity as well as the technical or scientific or whatever other side of it they think it is. Mm-hmm. If you're able to find ways to rehabilitate that creativity, that creative side of you, whatever that means for you, right? It yeah. might just mean more ways to think about the technical thing or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but not this notion that we, it's the pain because that, that, that hurt, it's, it's so painful actually to think about artists of any kind, especially in the pro, like art sector, thinking that art can only be made if it's coming from this place of pain, because then you'll start demanding pain and harm in your life mm-hmm. to produce a product. We cannot have or be saying we're willing to sacrifice people to a cesspool of demonic trauma mm-hmm. in the name of art. Yeah. It's, 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 it's it, no, no, no. And it's one thing for those who have already gone through that. It's another thing to look at a population that is 75% young and say that X percent, even 1% is too much for people to say that's the niche of how they're going to make a living or become mm-hmm. a person. We're not going to be, I think if nothing else, we cannot, hopefully we can leave this moment we're in with an agreement not to normalize this notion that you must go through pain, whether you're going through banking, whether you're going through more formalized creative industries like in agencies, there has to be something that has to be done. And my thinking, the only big thought I've had, I think, during this pandemic is the biggest job in demanding Kenya is actually therapists. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
that's <laughs> definitely and Absolutely, you know, of course, yeah. that invokes for people, oh, you must be sick, you must be unwell. No, mm. thinking of it as spaces to hold, somebody holding a space for you to think, to, to deal with harms, to, to just meet your entire self is so important. Friends mm. can't do it entirely because friendships are very different. Relationships cannot do it entirely because mm. they're built for very different things. We absolutely are going to see and have such a need in this country right now because we're facing up crisis of all sorts and mental, mental health, yeah. something we are seeing is a critical, critical issue we're dealing with. Yeah. I was thinking that's also the other thing where um, creativity is so linked to craziness. Like on the one hand, you know, people are like, oh, if I'm not, you know, if I don't have the suffering, if I don't have this trauma, that mm. like my creativity will go. And on the other hand, people don't want to fall into the, you know, crazy artist space. So they feel like mm. seeing a therapist then confirms that they're crazy. Um, I think it's also interesting because I was just linking uh, what you've said about how creative and corruption is to like us passing our drawings to the desk in like right. school. Because already okay, we're happened? being told like, uh, if yep. you want to be creative, it has to happen in illegal, you know, in your magic kind of channel. Yeah, the, yeah. The so, is wrong. Yeah, so every We're time I see like reality. scandal, mm. I'm just like get it. Now you just mark the yeah, you grade the creativity like goddamn those mm. patients and some some was just pure ingenuity. Yeah, and there's a story that the papers this week about these two Kenyan sisters who had been scamming Americans. But these guys have been, uh, they already have hit the statute of limitations of doing that it for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Even before we had this internet of balloons right now, like these yeah. guys were on it, right? Yeah. We are living in a, in a very warped reality. I mean, and I think, again, I can only speak to the Kenyan one that I know very well that feels very particularly clear. It's there for you to see. Right mm-hmm. is wrong, wrong is right. What are we doing here? Yeah. Where are we going here? All the mm-hmm. faculties come alive when we're trying to cover our way out of whatever has been made as the formal because the formal was designed to be exclusive it was meant to be soul breaking back breaking yeah. another question becomes can we actually bring what has been channeled to so called informal or illegal mm. to become the system what needs to, and i think that's a question now what do, yeah. we, do we uh break down this one because mm. we're in a we all have our access ready to do something yeah. do we break down this one that's not working or do we formalize the one that has been informal or illegal and then figure out whether that continues. Because I, all the experiments we've had so far in getting the policies right, I mean, on paper, right, all the things that mm-hmm. are supposed to work, are still going towards a system that is designed and has normalized and crystallized uh, a hardened way of doing things. So it's, it's designed to not work. It's designed to fail. Yeah. Can we continually keep feeding that? I think of, for example, the efforts that have been done by many sectors in this country, the creative economy being one of them, you know, mm-hmm. getting to consult with government, uh, getting, you know, written into laws and policies, well, yeah. getting a budget. Now, when you get the budget, you know you've made it, but you've made it to scandal zone. Because mm-hmm. whatever budget was earmarked for this project or program, you always know it's going to be a scandal. You always know somebody's cousin is the one who gets the benefit, right? Yeah. That's where we've hit a snag, where we're putting all our right energies to building systems. But again, mm-hmm. it's sustaining a system that is already not trying to have any of us in it. And yeah. again, to get out of this moment, not just the pandemic, but where the country is, where the world is, it will need creativity. The very mm-hmm. thing 
we have been told only certain people think, and it takes a socioeconomic status, a racial one, a gendered one, mm-hmm. and say, everybody's supposed to bring their best selves to the work ahead. How are we going to do that all of a sudden? And I think in Kenya, for me, it really, what maddens me right now is we have a generation of uh, CSs, especially uh, cabinet secretaries, mm-hmm. whose kids are artists, right? Mm-hmm. Of some form or other. I've really been taken by this in the last uh, two uh, Kenyatan and two regimes, in a way, mm-hmm. of the sons and daughters of certain high-ranking people are artists, and the mm-hmm. parents will come out as parents and celebrate their kids, but go back and set such stupid policies uh, for other children, but want to come and tell us, my fellow brothers and sisters, hey, are we together? We are not. Uh, and that slap in the face has been quite something, because what it's saying is mm-hmm. some things are for certain people. So yeah. now you must be rich to be creative mm-hmm. or you must belong to the right family to have access to that creativity. Yeah. By the way, you're not even going to cultivate that skill here because the first thing is to send people away. So I feel mm-hmm. kind of it's going to be interesting for this period where uh, how you go into the UK, but we'll, uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But that slap in the face has been there. I think there's been at least three or four, if not more, cabinet secretary level type of people who've come and bragged for us about their kids. Yeah. And good for those kids that they, as their parents have done that. But these people have another responsibility and have denied other kids that opportunity to, to harness that, you know. As the, yeah. as the old, age, old age old joke goes, if Mark Zuckerberg was from Mukuru Kwanjenga, never couldn't have ever been known, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, and that's it's, it's, if we can get a few more people seeing how all, all these things are connected. The creative imperative on all of us is to see that all thoughts can sit and coexist together. Mm-hmm. Much in the same way, those who think they have ideas out of this can realize, fine, you work in years of jargony, language, invention, but that's a creativity. The way this jargon keeps moving is creativity bar none. Yeah. But the same person who thinks about it as illustrating something or carving something or anything in between and thereafter has something to offer. And that's what we need to find space again for. However slow pace it will take, as we deal with our own gouaches of, yeah, it wasn't this easy for me, no one did it for me. I'm sure the people who listen to this kind of conversation say, oh, that's nice, you can think of it that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm taking whatever will be called privilege at this point to do exactly that, thinking as a freaking public service. Yeah. So I'm not out there trying to say that I'm going to impose my worldview based on what I've not read or not done or whatever, and shape a world for a whole other people who have so much more to offer. How can I build my own personal space to be like, okay, I can cultivate it, I can think, read, whatever. But also make sure when I go out there and I'm asserting something, I'm also building co, the, the whole idea of how we co-create will yeah. come from that. It starts with the personal, because the personal is political in that way. That's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. This notion that these things are privileges is another very bothersome one, thinking or artistry or mm-hmm. doing, yeah, because that's the other angle to it. So if you're not, if it's not an illegal thing, it's a privileged thing. It's yeah. A, it's a luxury thing. And I'm like, no, we can't well, live think, in a world um, where thinking is a privilege, right? Those two are sort of tied because most privileged people can get away with illegal things. And so when you do it uh, and you're the daughter of so-and-so or the son of so-and-so, then it's like you're untouchable in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's also quite interesting for me because like, went through a four four and then I did IB and IB was the first time that I was in education system where I felt wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I could have a thought. People would 
accept it into the space, you know, and just be like, oh, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Because my whole eight for four thing, apart from, I think the history class where the teacher would get bored and be like, okay, can't teach. Apart from that, <laughs> everything else was just like, if I had a question, like you start mm. shaking. And it's so interesting to even see like when you have the manuals or whatever, back when we could meet in public, see, right. you know, like the kind of people who would have questions and then everyone else who would just be there in that sort of, before I have come here to receive your great information. Thank you so much for down. your kind words. Mine is just a comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's done a number. It's done a number on folks. So in as much as we're talking about rehabilitating a right to think, part of it for me is tied so much to what I was saying about the men, you know, the mental health care that we mm. need. Um, yeah at individual community and national levels. I mean, I think most people maybe hear that and think those are those Western things people say, mm. but you think about it as a disruption of what used to work for us. I mean, and you read about, you know, how communities were formed before there was a holistic yeah. care, even, you know, growing up in say even Nairobi in the nineties, mm. I, you know, something I always remind, uh, remind myself of and talk with a lot of folks about is, the community, even if you were in an estate, wherever, mm. you knew how if you're caught stealing my guy or doing something random, you'll be beaten never, like that communal yeah. care parenting. Or you knew which house will have chapels and y'all will mm-hmm. go as kids and go. That is completely gone. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're being juxtaposed a system that already didn't work for the people for, who are imposing on us, who now want to Columbus, our old ways of doing, and then come back and sell them to us. Mm. You know, one of, somebody is called Ashim Bembe says the Western Archive is dead and right on because there is nothing there. They gave us the enlightenment sour, great. It focused on the individual. All right, maybe that worked for them. They came and violently disrupted what we had and told us it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to a point where their system and the madness of the iteration of our system being disrupted have met. Mm-hmm. And everyone's realizing, oh, snap. Okay, maybe we should have left communities kind of like how they knew how to do their thing. And yeah. maybe those Columbuses of those days should have been going out with more humility mm-hmm. than a violent streak and learned a thing or two. So that now we're caught up in the theater of who's going to lead this. And to do it, it takes that whole, it'll take that whole person, a whole community that have remembered and asserted themselves. But as I mean, we've, we've, we've such a, created such a holy mess that again, the very faculties we need to get us out of, we've been telling people for so long, are not viable. Nah, nah, this is this is the AGM that I think we absolutely do need to have. And yeah. it's not a privileged conversation. It's a conversation should be happening in every possible place, baraza that people are having across. Because people know deep down in the heart of hearts is the question that's worrying them about this country, for example. Mm. That, what are we going to do? But that's yeah. it. It starts with, are you a whole self in coming in the solution space? Or are you, mm. for real, are you t- trying to put yourself as a kamesaya now? Kukula your turn. Let's be honest, because those are two very different things. You can look, you can look the part, you can talk the part, but we're going to sniff out when it's not the part because we're still, somewhere deep down, we still have the dying embers of getting it right. For the generations yeah. that are growing up now, for those mm. of us who are full adults, young adults, the older folks, it's an intergenerational work process that needs to happen. Yeah. And I always like to think of it as how do you, 
and I'm sure most people think of it as some some weird neo what what space of healing the world. I mean, it's not just a Michael Jackson song, but it's the imperative, <laughs> right? But you can't remake the world without remaking yourself, and that's what I've been sitting with this season. Yeah. As Ben O'Kree said, you know, you cannot remake the world without remaking yourself. And I think the work of remaking yourself is recovering all the parts that of you that have been forced to die along the way. And for many Kenyans, mm. it's going to be that creative side of them, the song they had in their heart, the, the skill they had on their hand and, you know, other things like that. And bringing it back alive, nurturing it, and then bringing the two parts or 15 parts of you that need to be, which is perfectly fine, yeah. and making them help you become a better person to yourself and to the community around you. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like things. If you look at it historically, uh, one of the colonial missions of the British was to teach art to the natives, right? Because they came to East Africa, they didn't find paintings and, you know, um, metal yeah. sculptures. So they're like, right. these people don't know art. It is mm-hmm. our imperative. Oh, given right. That to right, educate right. them and, and show oh, them what this is. And I found one that like, there's that tension as far as like what artist is involved, mm-hmm. where I say I'm an artist, people are like, oh, Neza Kunichora, because that's their- That became yeah. the standing, right. Yeah, so they're like, okay, art is drawing and sculptures. Let's mm-hmm. not talk about Sonko's lions, but that's probably... Ooh, let's avoid that for national interest, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> are they still definitions. there, by the way? First of all, I haven't part that food in a while. We did so long. Just I know, hey. Um, the trauma of that act. Once was, was enough, really I think. Interesting. Um, I remember my reaction was literally... <laughs> I, th- I was I was I don't know, I was in a car or some, something. I just know there was yeah. a, there was a very ugly reaction on my part. But exactly to your point, that the, we limited it to those two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, because like the East African tradition of art was lived at, so it was what you wear, the songs, the poem, the theater. Um, I've had people who are like, "Oh, I'm an artist," and I'm like, "Oh, what song do you sing?" And in my mind, I'm like, there's, there's many things between like drawing and being a musician. Mm. Um, and even like arguing with people about whether architects are Our artists right. or not. Because I remember when I went to KU and I showed them my KCSC results, they were like, if you want to draw, you can draw in architecture. Like, don't. Hire <laughs> of God, yeah. You know, yeah. Way. I, um, in fact, architecture was like the this the the, the 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 program, and it's funny to think about it because I just remembered like folks like Cheesy, Mutomobeka, Della, all went to architecture. I don't yeah. know if it had been articulated, but architecture was like you're smart, but you're really insisting on this art thing, and mm-hmm. that's what will square the circle for you. Like high yeah. enough passing grade doing kind of thing. So you, the system has done enough for number on you. Here we yeah. can kaudo kill your spirit, but keep you doing the cute thing that you want. Because you look around this town today and you're like, with all the construction going on, how many architects have actually brought, been allowed to bring their best selves? Yeah. You know? mm. yeah, that's, that's, that's how that, yeah, the system is adaptive, if nothing else. Yeah, because um, it will very much tell you if you got like a C minus, fine, good draw. Um, you good if draw. you got an A minus. No, 
architecture was yeah architecture was very like a minus b plus mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. but you used to have these other design courses you're right that are uko now when you're on the lower spectrum of b that's a, okay you all the other courses are out become all these other ones that are uko for you know whatever yeah, yeah you can go to bachelor of arts or whatever it's just fascinating mm-hmm. how yeah that has but we are also the folks who i think folks who were in uni between the 90s and 2000s who started to see the life of what it is we'd seen the 844 life for what it is yeah. and a generation a very critical generation of folks who've still preserved their right and their to creativity mm. many of whom have great done great work right now so more power to them yeah uh but does in fact it just made me wonder is it easier now for the kids who are going to architecture or the same courses and programs are saying we made it okay we fought our way to find the odds um, yeah. has it made it slightly easier right sure i mean our mm. focus has become on surviving this big adult scam right but yeah. uh what become and that's the thing about how do we in building we have also gotten to a point where we get moments right we get moments that catalyze something mm. we vote something in we vote out we rather we vote people out as opposed to voting in the systems we want Yeah. Now we're stuck in the loop of getting rid of something that has bothered us so much but rebuilding is a very difficult work. We can have a moment, we can create a moment like Kenyan creatives deserve better which they absolutely do. But this mm-hmm. hard work of what comes the day after, a month after, a year after we've had that moment. Many yeah. people have lost it just because there's so many other battles to be fought. You mm-hmm. cannot rely on emotion alone. Yeah. Uh or yeah, narrative ventriloquism to mm-hmm. get, you know, this people's emotion and even after you rile up people's emotions or whatever people resonate what happens next what happens this is yeah. a country actually uh, how mm-hmm. do we build or rebuild uh without selling out we had the 2002 project see how that went uh we've had many others down the you know the road and before we mm-hmm. had the moment started but then somewhere along the way we lost because these parts of ourselves have not come back together even yeah. today if we raise it all or get a cut blanche and start building the people who are coming into it are not cut blanche right and yeah. so very quickly you can see we know the trajectory now a few mm-hmm. people will start by day 100 they'll have because it seems like three months is the lifeline they'll mm-hmm. they'll start eking each other out somebody's trying to say okay ask guys will form this faction box out this person mm-hmm. and then this the usual circle I mean, you, you end up with a hardened bunch of people who are doing it and the others who are outside screaming inside saying how could you do this and mm-hmm. yada 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 so that's another thought that's been a very important one how do we get beyond understanding i think on a logical level that it's, it takes individuals to build institutions that must outlive the individuals yeah. but in that process not burning the whole thing and not having a vicious uh, circles somehow remaining how do we know when it's our turn to not lead and this is another thing when you've been part of the revolution it's no guarantee you'll be the leader on the other side today's yeah. revolution very easily be tomorrow's tyrant so mm-hmm. the things that we're building we can be the catalyst for what needs to be built we know that for example we need to i don't know form an association mm-hmm. uh just because i'm one who had the idea and rallied people does not necessarily mean because of doing that i am automatically the one to become director for life Yeah. So how do we delink the notion that there's the work to be done on rallying people the revolutionary moment and the building they do not it's not guaranteed it's that not, your yeah. strengths are the ones for the other that's a very difficult conversation 
mm. not just in creative sector. It's really much in our country and in the world. And uh, yeah, that's another one. I mean, we need to, it's going to take a lot of creative ways of facilitating the conversations, mm. uh, sitting with our emotions uh, individually and collectively as the people who want to do something and our yeah. energies can then be calibrated accordingly. Otherwise, it's going to be the same cycle, but the world is telling us, we can't, you know, the, the, you guys, you humans, enough. Yeah. Right. Mm. You cannot have all this and still get it so wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I can always say, let the elephants and the lions have a run at it. I mean, if we're not capable of doing this, if we don't get it right to this one, I don't know when you do. Hey. Yeah. That's the thing that I was reflecting on because as we're doing um, sort of research or like what I call an audit of the creative sector, we're finding that there are a lot of associations and guilds and societies. Mm-hmm. That were formed and aren't necessarily doing anything or like were formed and are there but like feel powerless and can't really shift anything um or like were formed and are there and are now like a number of complaints of like corruption or mm-hmm. you know like where is our money or what are you doing for us are like super high um I was just thinking about that because quite often just because you're the person who said, okay, let's unite, let's come together, let's do this, doesn't mean you have the skill right. to actually do the things. Um, mm-hmm. and that's like one thing where we're trying to grapple with because all of us come from like different backgrounds and have like different skills. But like, what do we, what can we actually do and what do we right. need help with? Because on the one hand, um, you know, there's like uh, girls that we were looking at and talking to and, you know, the girl was like, I'm an actor, like, first and foremost. Mm. So mm. that's my priority. Um, and my now being told that you're an organizer like, doesn't gel with my skill set. So, and that means that if you come to me with a complaint about a producer and that producer has cast me for a thing, my priority will be my acting, not right. your issue, um, mm. which is like perfectly valid. But I was like, so why do you have this position? Then it's like, oh, because I was one of the people who were shouting. So <laughs> I'm like, but you you yeah. can't like handle the role that you've been given, but you feel, I guess, entitled to it because there's also this thing, and I completely understand because how this nation treats whistleblowers and like all with right. is completely ugly and there's this now that I have suffered this thing I cannot do that I do not have the skills and I'm not even interested in it's my like I deserve because I'm one who started shouting right mm-hmm. and even though it's ruining That's my true. life and like I'm performing in this area I still deserve because I'm the one you know um so we found it quite interesting in that sense but then there was also when we're looking at the structures so you have the guilds the associations the societies the unions um which are either underfunded so that even if right you know you're capable of doing the work it's on a voluntary basis so um that means when you can afford to do it is when you'll do it. Okay. Right? And 
that then renders you sort of powerless. Because I mean, even with us, just the amount of people who reached out um, with their stories and they were like, can you help with this? Can you help this? Like, this day, we're still trying to like get down the list and see how many people, mm. you know, we can help. And that's like one thing. And then after that, you go to like the other level of power, which is, um, let's say, the ministries that are involved, which is ICT, MOSCA, industrialization for some reason. Right. This very interesting thing happened, sort of endemic to a creative space where it's extractive. The government has decided that, like, the creative economy will depend on, you know, like, doing things to foreign, you know, powers or exporting things. And that's how they'll make money. Oh, yeah. And so when you come to those spaces, they're not like, Ati, we like you and your creativity and we want to nourish it. And the perfect example of this is like fashion. Mm. Where they were like, okay, we will divorce fashion from textiles because with textiles, we can create exact spaces. Clean and, clean and clear. The same thing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. They will come and they will give us money and great and then that. fashion mm. you know mkajifunia yeah and you have like that kind of attitude where it's like if it's and creatives it's like good luck and then if you can export your skill they're like okay so now you guys come here let's let's thank you can we put you on a poster mm-hmm. yeah um then you go yeah, to the it's, ministry. It's this Kenya hates their own mentality there. Yeah. And you go to the yeah. ministry and the ministry will yeah. tell you, mm-hmm. we, we don't have enough people to deal with you. We have enough people to deal with foreigners. Like, that's like, that's a capacity that we can do. So you guys and your problems, good luck. Because even the ministry will be like, oh, we're underfunded. So we don't, we can't afford to pay enough people to interact with you. Um, yeah, and then you just go to the government. That's like, we can make more money exporting stuff than building, you know, any kind of support for you guys. Mm. So unless a foreign funder comes and says, iPhone competition, we're good. But yeah. It's just it's and that's it. It's and they'll still get the narrative of yes, building local, buying local. We see it in all the taglines and marketing uh speaks. But it's back to the question of what yeah, where we if we have say limited energies and we figured out how to put to work, what, what would be the best place to do it? Do you build things outside of a system? Do you go and you know, sacrifice people into the system to try and change it from within. And those have been the bigger meta questions, I think. Because yeah. in a place like that has built over a hundred years, really, this notion of extraction, mm. uh, it would, you know, the colonizers were pretty much just extracting and eating all the fun while at it. Uh, and that's exactly what was passed on. There's very little, there's been very little that's been adapted. And the ideological battle, you know, I always say it's really fascinating if I had come in a past life to have existed in the 60s, right? You have this wave of independence, you have these mm-hmm. ideological battles on how we're going to set up stuff. And then by the 70s, it's all but gone. Yeah. The systematic assault was so quick. 
Mm. And there's really not been much, I mean, enough. There's been great, uh, in Kenya especially, there's been a great intellectual undercurrent uh, for all these things, art, everything. Especially look at, again, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, building up to multi-party in the 90s. And the folks who had fought for so long in the underground became the ones in power today. And, you know, they forgot that just because you've defeated the oppressor, please don't become one. Yeah. So sometimes you can be so focused on being, you know, slaying the monster you forget to keep nurturing and that's why i keep coming back to this notion of nurturing well you're taking time off when you are in the struggle i know it sounds very stupid to say that to most people uh and the struggle right now does not afford to start because it's been cultivated to kill us in the process yeah so that when you get there you can only be colors that's the only thing you know how to work with so that even to them like even if you got the best person again we've seen this with many ministries let me say I forgot their own dollar ass, whatever, that one. He gets it. You forget that the system gets people too, right? Yeah. And the system is not just a system in government. It's just a very good one to show us the meta example. Mm. Sectors that shape up or start becoming the seat of power and influence. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I see and. And now the question does become what creative faculties, you know, individual ones you'll need and communal ones in terms of support for you to see that and understand that and honestly even be tempted by it, but still keep a higher plane, which is yeah. a very difficult job. I can't, I can't lie. Even for myself, every day, I'm like, do I know? I always ask myself, you know, when you give up and when you give out, will it be on your terms? Only be the system defining it for you because those are also two very different things. Everybody mm-hmm. has their what I call the musho alami, you know, where the yeah. Atama mm-hmm. and that's how that's that's it's going to remain that way for as long as the system has also is very intact, which it is. Mm-hmm. And many of us, even now, will even found a renewed conversation happening now. Something will happen. Somebody will come for one person in particular and be like, okay, let's sort you out. In sorting you out, you become the ambassador for it's not so bad, right? Just mm-hmm. wait your turn, just work hard and all those things you hear. Yeah. And I, I like to have people thinking about this even when it doesn't look like a possibility because it can go from not being a possibility to I- immediately to tomorrow. That's yeah. where the, the, this fascination with the rugs to riches comes in in this country. Mm-hmm. Because it's like we're, now, we're all playing one big Hunger Games when we're even co-opting the systems and the revolution and everything to be the one who's selected, will yeah. you actually if you're saying it's nothing for me without my people, or my squad or whatever? That's a very difficult question. We have forgotten the sense of community because the individualization post the enlightenment that was colonialism and it's violence. And then the neo-colonial structures are very intact and yeah. rewarding people handsomely. Those are the people we're looking up to as heroes today yeah. uh, the ones who've made some money you know if you look at the metrics right and it's it's absolutely understandable because that, that's what's become the thing but if we're not somehow always cultivating the questions of okay you can have gained all of that are you happy are you peaceful are you doing your best work if that metric doesn't also matter we're all just going to be trying to become that as opposed mm-hmm. to finding an alternative and it sounds very meta but i think it's important to allow ourselves that freedom to think, that latitude really to take all these thoughts in and, yeah. you know, stir them up before we say we've figured out a solution and this is the time, it's, this time it's us because we are the younger ones. No, you oldies don't know. <laughs> no, they thought they knew too at their point, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, 
if we can get, I think if if there can be a project of a few more people thinking that way, not because you're trying to come out of it with an answer, mm-hmm. but my favorite thing to say is just complicate the equation and marinate in the discomfort. No one is yeah. going to come out with an answer in five minutes. Somebody said, I'm just saying, take however long it takes to become the uh, the, the best possible version of yourself mm-hmm. and a collective that you could possibly be because you took the time. You took the yeah. time. Now, as opposed to building something that didn't work in the end, because that was still time put to the wrong, the wrong thing. That's a hard, it's a hard road. There's no template, I think, or one that can fit everyone and their different uh, strengths. Yeah, I've been reflecting on that in like two ways. Again, because I, I just love thinking about the British and the various ways that they traumatized us. Um, <laughs> because I was talking about like black is king and like the idea of taking the East African landscape and the East African animals and the East African language and then being like, that's enough. Now let's bring some South Africans and Nigerians and Ghanaians in, um, make this an African album. And someone was like, but there was Kenyan jewelry. <laughs> and so I was like, that's great. But if I came to your house, and I was like, okay, leave. I need to shoot a video care but like not have you in it at all not like rearrange all your things um because i like the architecture of your house i just don't like you that was like very british colonial policy which is where we get the silhouettes of the maasai you know mm-hmm. in the vast landscape because you know the maasai were the noble warriors who were like showing them the animals had this indigenous native knowledge, you know, the yeah. native informant. Um, and you see that image like replicated where only a community, and because communities don't have individual faces, communities are just like beautiful crowds or silhouettes like in the distance. The British were like, we can use that. We, we can really use a particular community. You wouldn't say like a with a wood carving, you can see a luo fishing. It's a Maasai with a spear, and it's a silhouette. And now with so a mobile phone, you don't even know like who this is. Oh, yeah, and definitely now he has like, a mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's so great that our noble Maasai can now use technology. These noble money. savages, okay. you know, the natives who are so close with nature, are also you know embracing tech. It's something yeah. about reading, as you're saying, uh, mm-hmm. really, really reading and finding the history that formed yeah. this place and this space is very, it's a very important trajectory. And one thing I also do like about, you know, <laughs> creativity can't quite die yet is um, what I've mm-hmm. noticed in the last couple of years um, uh, on Twitter, it's like a shared syllabus folks are creating each other based on the various readings it's mm. like a reading and people don't realize that's what it is it's actually yeah. a reading revolution where we are creating for ourselves alternatives to market seeing history and i think that's beautiful that's another creativity no yeah. one sent out no one came up with a roadmap mckinsey style plan and mm. said this is how people are going to use creative ways to use twitter and you know i think twitter for me remains this non-representative obviously uh but very critical window of insight about this country and what possible alternatives there could be just because of the creative use of that app and it's obviously you see it with black twitter writ large Mm. but you know keeping it down here it's like the alternative to the market saying 
history has been so beautiful to see. Who yeah. has mommy's papers from the 70s or dad had these papers in his archive that we're finding and then we're co-creating it together. Mm. It's a beautiful thing to do and to see. And even if it's not yet being rewarded for what it is as a project of re-archiving that should be supported by the money that has been put aside for archiving and all of that. Yeah. It's, I think flexing those muscles uh, even for people who probably just think themselves, oh, I'm a bookworm and I just wanted to flex my bookwormishness. It's, it's tapping back into that creativity because it took a lot for you to do that and then share and yeah. the combination of English words used to express yourself and putting this out there. There's, you know, that's what the dying embers, they, 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 they almost do always seem like they're being put out, but they're always, you know, flaming at the end. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully the fire can spark again and doesn't always, we're not just existing on that very edge. That mm -hmm. said, that's what resistance came to mean in Kenya from the time of the colony, right? Yeah. We made the space so uncomfortable. I've, I've also been reading um, about, in fact, the link of Kenya as a colony to the waning British empire and the rise of the US, including a lot of African-Americans who started wanting to come to Kenya because mm -hmm. of, the connection they were feeling they were they were getting from Kenyan people. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, acrobatics. African-Americans aren't getting visas yeah. to come because they're, they're meeting the natives and they're getting all revolutionary ideas from each other. <laughs> mm. uh, but, you know, to how they met in the battlefronts of World War One and they started exchanging notes and yeah. reading and learning about... Or, speaking to one another and they start to write to one another and that kind of thing. Yeah. When I think about this whole Afrofuturism, Afro-diasporic art thing, mm. my only contribution is they're not going to be better off figuring out their identities by only selecting parts um, of us to make a whole. Now, I'm not saying I understand their side of the struggle. What I'm saying is we're mm. still exploring and recovering and healing in hegemonic structures yeah. that still have you coming out on top and having benefited from the hegemony that yeah. created the notion of East, East Africa or Kenya as this synecdoche of the great land that was just waiting for white people to discover because that's yeah. exactly what Kenya specifically mm. came to mean for the British Empire. Yeah. So until you've also done that work, uh, I will watch, I will dance, but I'm not going to feel like I'm represented and you will not get to have me uh, mm. expend too much of my energy justifying my, my, myself. I'm already having to negotiate my humanity on mm -hmm. way too many fronts. I don't yeah. know why I have to do my own brother uh, who says, uh, says the right words, but is not acting in the right yeah. way. Because yeah. we've seen the cycle and I'm like, I am I'm also tired of seeing us, if you will say it that way, mm -hmm. caught up in the, reacting to them. Yeah. It's boring. At We're wasting our energies mm -hmm. when that energy should be cut, you know, back in what we should have known about ourselves that helps us build this very elusive project. I don't know if we should still try it of Kenyan identity, mm -hmm. but, you know, focusing on our own admin, really, I'd rather yeah. focus my energy on our admin and our coexistence and trying to figure out how to unpack why whether Ketepati was in Beyonce's cup in one scene. You know, I, that, was, that was funny though. That was kind of hilarious. Yeah, I mean, if we can also, because those are distractions. Again, you yeah. know, people say, you know, Tony Morrison is quoted a lot about the point of racism and distraction. Mm. And I don't know if enough people sit with it and think of how racism today takes so many forms where even yeah. your own brother and sister is a weapon 
mm. in the system that keeps you distracted. Yeah. Now I'm just that's just not my ministry. I'm just not going to show up for racism. I'm not going to make it that mm. too easy for that system to continue doing this. Where now we're also caught up in our own oppression Olympics. I don't have time for that. That's not the yeah. that's not the that's not the revolution. Yeah. Nor is it a bunch of us getting rich um to then mm. become the philanthropists. Yeah, that's the not the revolution. Black billionaires club. That's, that's not yeah. a revolution either here at home or in the planetary scale or matter of things. It yeah. is not a revolution. Mm. We still have within us that energy and the knowledge and the insights that were left behind by those who tried these things at different, different points in time to mm. build upon, right? To yeah. keep pushing, to keep uh, hoping there's something more. If it's exclusionary, it means it's only a few of us getting it uh, mm. so that we're giving back the trickle down thing. If we can stop calling it a revolution and stop worshiping it, that's enough yeah. as a student. Because yeah. it keeps us focus and i really think that right now it's our energies and how we keep ourselves focused yeah. that, um is going to really help us rehabilitate on a, on a sort of like as a long-term scale thing as opposed to we wait for another scandal another moment of brokenness to mm. try and build ourselves only for that to be broken again it, it's clearly not going to keep working and black bodies can only take so much harm as much as people think we are capable of we're, yeah. anything we are so resilient um, One more person said yeah, that to me. I, yeah, I'm very soft. I'm not resilient at all. I break very easily. I, I totally reject like these systems put in place to like make us prove our worth. Us like, and yeah, praising us about like oh you take on so much. And I'm like no, I don't want to. It's You're so like, strong. Yeah, no, I just want my practice to be about laziness. Like I need to yeah, get no. to the point where I go and like throw a bucket of red paint on the floor and I'm praised by vanity oh, fair. Yeah. I'm on the, you know, like I need to be on covers of things for like petting a donkey. I'm trying to Marina right. Abramovich, you know, my way through life. I'm not, I don't want to, this is also another thing about how funding, because it's so reliant on like foreign forces, most art funding is very activism. It's very, mm. Go tell your people their problems in their language. Right. There's very, I don't think I've actually ever come across a funding platform that was like, do what you want. You know, it was always like, there's this issue and we need you to communicate this issue to your people. I'm like, no, you know the issue because yeah. they live it. Mm. Right? Like, I'm not, it's not new to them. It's so, exactly. What exactly, um, where exactly is the space for me to express something that's not an issue? You know, where's the space right. for me to make uh, fan fiction based on Luanda Magere or Simbinyaima? Like, I don't think Simbinyaima gets enough time. You know, like, where right. is the space for me to, like, make that without it being like, oh, this is a historical, cultural, you know, like, for me to Artifact just... or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, for me to just I imagine mean, without it being you, tied to the that, agendas that right? be. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, this, this conversation came up a couple of years ago at a HIVA forum. And also, if you are to have, say, what has been... Uh, sort of being championed even in other sectors like tech, where local funders, angel investment and that kind of thing. Mm. And I raised the small matter or not so small matter of, 
Well, great, if we can even find a few folks who feel like they can give away some of the billions to art, right, for art's sake. If they themselves had their art within them killed at some point, they're not going to see how they're going to give that back. So even on a consumer uh, level or blesser level, if that person is not whole and understands what art could mean, they'll see it as a tool for power. Because the few I've come across who sometimes there's a power play there and yes. make that up, make it so that I can do something bigger with it and show myself as this powerful or distinguishable actor in this panopticon of riches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think there cannot be really any form of like sustainable art ecosystem that does not have sustainable actors, right? Wholesome mm-hmm. actors. Yeah, you can you end up with that cycle of there's the traumatized person who has a patron, mm. <laughs> the patrons are traumatized. The would be consumers are like, if it's not a muiko, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we have these few spaces already that are so cool to watch. And again, mm. I used Twitter specifically because I sort of gave up on Facebook personally. Uh, just the, the 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 you see those little moments. People are learning and and learning from one another. It's uh, it's unmediated. It's a long-winded, but I, I must say, having not been on these apps for so long, decades plus, oh my god, uh, you see the arc. I know, auntie years are here. Um, the the arc of some small small change. The people I can imagine who maybe have started to come up into that color mm. and mix them blessers in this economy, who hopefully will have that thing now knowing at the back of their minds just because they've been on this app and interacting with people and seeing this. That hopefully yeah. that will make their decision down the line a bit easier. You know, it's gonna, it's also we're looking at very long-term changes here. We're not gonna have a better yeah. one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But those are the little building blocks we must not forget that have been in place, absent any other support. Yeah. And it's while we explore whether it's to formalize them, disrupt them or whatever, mm-hmm. keeping uh, ourselves intact on the notion that it's about being wholesome human beings, that we can really have thriving creative sectors, whether they're economies, whether it's just an existence, mm-hmm. is I think for me the ultimate, the ultimate thing that also distinguishes it from being yet another um, market, you know, something regulated by market forces, which as we can doing so, let's not readily sacrifice mm-hmm. this wholesome thing that actually I think is at the core of being human or as I say in another, well, I mean, for me, creativity is the soul of this nation. It's dying, but it's the soul. Yeah. Um, it's been killed, but it's the soul. And so mm-hmm. in saving the soul, it's not to sell it again to another higher bidder. It's yeah. to actually revive it and nourish it, which is a bigger meta thing. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can always keep that as the North Star in how we both proceed going forward. Yeah. I think for me, the... Like, just to go back to, like, Black is King, the interesting thing for me is uh, a few years back with, like, Black Panther, um, there wasn't, like, everyone was just, like, you know, it's, like, Black people in in a great light and we are happy and we are thankful and, like, (laughs) thank you, thank you. Um, And for me, the growth was seeing people saying we don't feel represented, especially because endemically the British have told us and it's in our curriculum and the government will tell us in case we forget, you know, that we're not good enough. 
right? Especially creatively, we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And to see people say that we would rather fail in this our story, like we would rather have like the worst singer next to Beyonce and be embarrassed than not be there. I was like, this is growth because like before everyone was like, we're just thankful that like mm. you know, um, Lupita was you the know. princess from Sumu. You know, like we're just like one speck of dust that was thrown away. We're just so grateful, Wakanda forever. Like being like, wait, no, no. <laughs> No, no, that's not no. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. doesn't make sense. No. No, like, Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. It was it's it's beautiful growth where we can and you know, hopefully it's being heard on the other side because now by the take three, I see I also ask Kenyans we are we are limited because a point you're like Sasa Tuta Pimana Bangi as they say. Yeah. You know? Mm. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> You start listening, else we start, I, we can really show up, we, 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 small and mighty warriors we are. Yeah. We show up and complicate the whole equation, like, but they stop, eh? Mm-hmm. So, um, because that's all we have left. We've been so misrepresented. Yeah. <laughs> um, our early mentality. I mean, I love yeah. it. I, I appreciate it. I don't know how I feel about that being the only time we're taken seriously or take each other seriously, you know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to make of it that we have to raise hell, literally, because mm. hell is literally people. When we raise our collective hell is when we are seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those, we, we have such weird ends as, as a Kenyan existence. Mm. That's when you're seen or when we've done such spectacular thuggery. Yeah. Um, and then very little parts where somebody has done the right way. <laughs> <laughs> If nothing else, we do have um, very interesting, if a mapping of it is, if nothing else, tell us our creative souls are really adding to live and exist. And if they have to go for the Queen Beyonce, um, I don't know, that would be quite the day. So hopefully her third take or whoever's third take on representing Africa will have, will have spent some time on KOT uh, because uh, no, by take three, it's going to be hellish. Hey, KOT are, yeah. I mean, other times I just log on to Twitter and I'm like, what is this hellhole? And then other times I'm like, oh, yes, I I am actually like in this country and exist. Yes. Ah, that was brilliant. I mean, Mm. you don't, I love it because by the time 30 minutes, you're like, is that the work? Is that there's no tweets to add here? Yeah. And not just that, it's a signal. Now, if anyone else dares do that in the in, in business industry in Kenya. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's, it's, as you said, it's beautiful to see however traumatic, however hellish sometimes that piece is. Mm. But yeah, we have these moments that make you say, hey, we have not, we're not out yet. You know, we're down, but we're not out. Yeah. Uh, how we can yeah. build upon them to stop, yeah, go beyond the moments. For me, that's been something I've been very keen on helping mm-hmm. think through, help support, help figure out i'm not trying to position myself as the one to build it's not my forte for example so i'm like mm-hmm. I, me if it comes to thinking that's my mo thinking i can do i'm still trying to find a way i'm not going to try and then say because of my thinking i am the one to be the chief ceo slash ceo slash whatever forever it is yeah. not my ministry yeah it's not my ministry i wish a few more people could say that and it would make for such mm-hmm. 
newer, refreshing ways because we cannot be everything and we need to let that one go. Yeah. We need to let that one go. Listen, I do have to run. Yeah, I was going to say say thank you for it. Yeah. (laughs) We've talked. What? This is hilarious. I am like, how is it almost 3.30? And I'm like, oh, dear. (laughs) No, I'm glad. Let's see what you end up with because it's also... I, I was like, when you said sunny things I have decorum, I was like, oh, okay, thanks for the high vote of confidence. <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think I'm at fault, but, you know, sunny was just... Nah, like, and you know, but look, why must everything have this curated cuteness? We're living through very strange times. Yeah, pretty. And I, honestly... Know. And this is how most of us like speak. Conversations. One, I think conversations are just the best way that, like, I learn personally and, like... Panels sort of give me for four vibes that I'm not yet over. So <laughs> I just I'm like, you know, if we could like talk about stuff and, and like laugh and be okay, I'm like, oh, okay, that's man, better than me being like, so statistically, what do you think? I just. That, that's why I like multimedia because I think that still now we have the tools that can allow you to pr- produce elements in multiple formats. Mm. Where like podcasts, for example, you can carry the script or the transcript and just lightly edited yeah. uh, a TLDR version and you have the audio audio and video. We can use everything now to yeah. give people all in one experience, um, mm. a way to, because I love to read, for example, but I do this because mm. people keep inviting me and I'm like, okay, clearly I'm saying something that counts. But yeah. and uh, yeah, my primary form is I'll sit and I'll read and then I'll imagine and I'll imagine these people in my head. So we have the tools now to create, you know, interesting ways that we so I don't, I don't agree with the whole, we must have this format. Let's make it as, give the rawness of it all, give all there is to it. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's looks. also a thing, especially when you're talking to creatives and not at, and the people who are like Bible oriented, the people who like, like to listen, people who read and, you know, I, I was telling, um, my sister about like the Kekobo pamphlets and how oh, aesthetically my mind does not allow me to read them because of mm, just how they that. look. Mm. Like, how can you try to help artists when you've given them this? Like, they're creatives. <laughs> Aesthetics are so important. Why would you get an ugly thing and then be like, we've done our, it just didn't done make sense. Part. Yeah, I'm like, no. Like you haven't taught them about copyright, like accommodate almost everyone. Like just be like, okay, when if we make it white and black with like a nice font, that's already more accessible. Simple. And you know, people don't realize that you can still default to simple. But you know, yeah. that's why I'm telling you a thought has been completely removed mm-hmm. from the process. Yeah. Uh, where there's maybe one person who felt they had times on was it Microsoft Paint? And they came yes. up with some colors and it's always a play on the Kenyan flag. Yeah. And then you can't tell, there isn't thought. So there's somebody, if you took a graphic um, agency to them, mm-hmm. they'll just be saying, you know, those people who kill the soul of doing art because they've forgotten yeah. it's about communicating. It's about showing mm-hmm. care. And yeah. there's ways those are translated and, and interpreted. In fact, if you were mm-hmm. to, if we existed in a more just world where we had to interview these people before they are appointed to these offices, many of them would not pass muster. Yeah, because the first order of business would be what's your art form? You yourself as the secretary there, 
Mm. You have to bring something. That's what we would expect of uh, a private sector outfit that would do the same. And since we're in the business so much of trying to privatize everything, then take the whole package. Mm. When you say you want creativity, let it be manifest in the places we say are making policy or national elements for creativity. But that's a fight for another day. Yes. Thank you. I will be in touch. This should be fun. All right. <laughs> Bye. Okay.